We are continuing our key holder series, and we're going to talk about calling today. Uh, last week, Angie was talking about identity, and she asked a, a couple of great questions in there. And one of those was, how far are you willing to go to stay in step with love? And I think that is a phenomenal question that we should be asking ourselves often. How far are you willing to go to stay in step with love? How far are you willing to go to stay in step with who it is that God's saying you are? What it is that he's calling you into? And those, those assignments that you have within that calling. She also asked, are you willing to be used by God without having all the answers? I think that's another important question. You know, that's part of counting the cost. We talk about that a lot as it relates to calling, as it relates to uh, the things that God is asking you to do. Talk about counting the costs. And so are you willing to be used by God without having all the answers? And we know that understanding identity, really taking hold of it, that's something that's going to lead, ultimately lead to calling. Angie also talked about when you take on right identity, shift when he says to shift. That's a difficult word to say twice in one sentence. Shift when he says to shift, you're going to hear hear your calling. You're going to be able to start to see that thing open up. And you're going to be able to say yes to it. She also talked about needing to be able to lean back into him and say it's not about me. That's something that's very important to Keep in mind when you talk about calling, what it is that God's calling you into is to be able to lean back into him and say, it's not about me. This calling is not about me. This assignment isn't about me. And then the last question that I wanted to bring out from last week that I think is extremely important right now and needs to be really be asked and answered is, can we be those who shift in the moment? Can you be one who shifts in the moment? When he says, now go over here to immediately shift, pick up, and go where it is that he's calling you into. Can you be one who can shift in the moment? And it leads into calling. Right? God is going to bring you identity, define who it is that you are, and give you a calling. Right? Give you a purpose. If you haven't asked the question of yourself, uh, I'm sure you've heard Someone at some point asked the question, what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? Or maybe you've asked, what's my purpose? We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be able to answer these questions on our own, in our own strength. Asking yourself that question and thinking you have the answer for it, it's kind of egotistical. Because you're not tapping into the source who can actually give you an answer to that question of what your purpose is. This last summer, we talked extensively about finding your calling. We even did a worksheet right here in this room where we we talked about your calling. We laid out how you can do it, what actions you can take. And then, I don't know, it kind of just stopped there. We got it all lined out. But has there been any action since then? Has there been anything put into motion to follow through with the call God gave you? It was, it was a, a, a big thing we went through. 
and, and you know, you can go back out and you can still find that, uh, that worksheet if you want to do it again. I don't think you need to. No, I think you know the answers. I think you know what it is that God's calling you into. Willingness to say yes is the first step. Willingness to say, yes, I hear what you're saying, God. That's the first step. But then there needs to be an action to follow that. And I think this is where we, we stop short, right? All that planning and work to uncover the actions we're going to take. And, and we still have to be looking to be those that are shifting in a moment's notice. We have to be willing to shift in the moment. But it's, it's for whatever reason, it's a difficult thing for us. Particularly those of us that like to be in control of things, it's hard to shift in the moment because then we don't have a plan. We don't know what's coming next. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what's going to happen when we get there. That can be, that can be a really difficult thing for, for a lot of us, especially us, those of us that like to plan things out. When God asks you to go before you know, can you be one that shifts in a moment's notice? You can think about if, if I were to ask you to uh, come with me through some obscure reference to maybe an industry you work in and, and say, let's go do this thing over here without any other information. Just let's go. Would you, would you be willing to go? Would you go? without any more information. What if I added onto that and laid out the entire journey that it would look like to include an outcome that potentially has pain and suffering and violent death on the end of it? Would you go then? It's tough to say. What if I said, you'll live forever? Might be kind of hard to believe, you know? Not so, not so hard to believe knowing what we know. But would you go? Right, this is, you're starting to get into counting the costs, right? What you know, what little you may know, factors into counting the cost. Factors into saying, yes, I will accept this calling. That, that little journey about, you know, um, asking if I just gave you some obscure reference to an industry that you work in, to either the military or salon industry or whatever it is, would you go? Being able to shift in a moment's notice, this is, this is not a skill. Being able to shift in a moment's notice is just a willingness to say yes. Being able to shift in a moment's notice is not going to be easy, and it's not necessarily going to get easier the more times you do it. Because what God is calling you into is going to be, I think, increasingly more difficult because if you think about moving to a greater level of glory, if you move from glory to glory, right? If you move from one level to the next, 
That doesn't necessarily mean things get easier with each level. There's new challenges, new things that come up. New gifts that he's imparting to you that you're going to need to learn how to use. So it goes back to counting the costs and, and, and being able to quickly shift and go before you know. And uh, Acts 16, we know that um, that happens with Paul. They are in a place where the Holy Spirit says you can't go here. And it says in there that the Spirit of Jesus says you can't go over here. So they're in a very narrow lane. But Paul has a dream. And he sees a man from Macedonia calling him. And it says, uh, uh, 16.10, after Paul had this vision, we immediately prepared to cross over to Macedonia, convinced that God himself was calling us to go and preach the wonderful news of the gospel to them. Immediately, they knew that they were, going, they were called to go and preach the gospel in Macedonia. And so immediately they left. They were immediately able to shift and go and take action. And it really doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Are you one that can shift in a moment? Asking about what's the purpose of life? What is it that I'm called to do? It doesn't have to be complicated. And Jesus drops drops different things in Scripture. And we can turn to Matthew 10. And read verses 5 through 8. Jesus commissioned these 12 to go out into the ripened harvest fields with these instructions. Don't go into any non-Jewish or Samaritan territory. Go instead and find the lost sheep among the people of Israel. And as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to the lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from the people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. It's pretty simple. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. This, this power, this authority was freely given to you. So turn around and freely give it away to others. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. If you're struggling to understand calling. In Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, Then Jesus came close to them and said, All the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now wherever you go, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you, and never forget that I am with you every day, even at the completion of this age. He's always with you. Make disciples of the nations, all nations. These are great scriptures to go back to when you start to look at purpose, right? This is big picture purpose now. This is for all of us to take hold of. There is specific calling that he will give you. We know that, right? We've talked about it extensively. Yes? Yes. Okay. 
If you're ever searching for purpose, you can find it in these scriptures there. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, make disciples of all nations. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Now I want to jump over to Matthew 4. And we're going to read a, a, a few verses here. We're going to start in 18. It says, As he was walking by the shore of Lake Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers. One was nicknamed Kepha, later called Peter, and the other was Andrew, his brother. Watching as they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Immediately, they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Jesus gave them some obscure reference to the industry that they worked in and gave them a call to follow him. They didn't know anything else, nothing else. Hey, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Well, that's how we all learned it, right? And they immediately dropped their nets and followed him and went with him. Verse 21, leaving there, Jesus found three other men sitting in a boat, mending their nets. Two were brothers, Jacob and John, and they were with their father, Zebedee. Jesus called Jacob and John to his side and said to them, come and follow me. And at once they left their boat and their father and began to follow Jesus. A simple call. No other information. Just come and follow me. And they left everything. They weren't given all the information. They had no idea what was coming when they answered that call, and when they said yes, and they went with him. But what we don't see is, is that they went with him, but they didn't just go so far and stop. They didn't just say, well, here we are. I followed you for a day or a week. And then they went back home. It's not what happened. We know that there was a sacrifice there. They followed him for three years. Abandoned him when he went to the cross. But then they picked up on the backside of that. They didn't let that stop them. They didn't come up with some great plan with him to carry on, wait for the Holy Spirit to come down, and then sit on it and do nothing. They took action. They answered the call. They said yes, and they did something about it. They were ones that were able to shift in the moment. They shifted from being fishermen to going out and catching fish to now going and catching people for God. I want to read this also in the message to you because I love the language of it. It's fun. Walking along the beach of Lake Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon later called Peter and Andrew. They were fishing, throwing their nets into the lake. It was their regular work. And Jesus said to them, come with me, I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. 
I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They didn't ask any questions, but simply dropped their nets and followed. A short distance down the beach, they came upon another pair of brothers, James and John, Zebedee's sons. These two were sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their, net, their fish nets. Jesus made the same offer to them, and they were just as quick to follow, abandoning boat and father. They didn't ask any questions. They just said yes. They encountered Jesus in that moment. They didn't know what they were signing up for, but they were being encountered by Jesus. And I think it's, it's a safe question to ask is, have you allowed yourself to be encountered by Jesus? Beyond that initial call, beyond your initial yes, have you allowed yourself to be encountered by Jesus? Have you allowed yourself to hear his voice? Have you allowed yourself to then answer? I mean, I sincerely hope that you're at least getting mildly excited about seeing miracles, about seeing them flow from you, about seeing the gospel shared on the backside of that. When you continue on in this story in Matthew where Jesus calls him, he goes into, it says, into a, a ministry of healing. And this is, this is a direct lead up to the Sermon on the Mount. You can go out. You have the power. You have the authority, the dominion to release miracles. And when you do, that opens people up. It opens people up to hear the gospel. Even if, if the, whatever the miracle is isn't performed on them, they can see it in other people. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that, right? Yes? Great. Glad some of you are in agreement. And our, our talk on calling wouldn't be fully complete if we didn't also discuss assignments. And we've talked about this before as well, but you know, assignments are those things that you do along the journey of your calling. You may know that you're, you're called to do something big in some industry, whether that's changing that industry or whatever it is. Uh, but along the way, along that journey, you will have assignments, those, those smaller things that you step into. Some of them may not seem small. And they may not look small to the outside world, but they're, they are all leading you along the path of your calling. So along that journey, you'll have assignments, some smaller things that you can look back on and you can point to and say, I was uh, prepared in this way by this assignment. This assignment allowed me to be more prepared to step into my calling when that time came. Or you can look back and say, completing this assignment opened up this door for me. Right? I, I hosted this person well, and that opened up a door. Or volunteered over there, it opened up a door, whatever that looks like. And these assignments are an essential part of your calling, and each of them must be considered with the same regard. 
It doesn't matter how big or small they look to you, you have to regard them in the same way. Whether the assignment is, you know, uh, cleaning up after animals or leading people. It all needs to be looked at with the same, same perspective of the kingdom. None of them are insignificant. None of the assignments that you will have in your calling are insignificant. Some assignments may take a long time. I know that that my job in the Army was not my calling. I know that was just a 20-year assignment, a really long assignment, right? But it, it was preparing me to step into my calling, to step into future assignments and be better prepared to bring a fuller expression of who God says I am into those. So assignments are an essential part of calling. And again, each must be considered with the same regard, whether it's 20 years or 20 minutes. When new people come in here, you're on assignment. You're on assignment to host them. You're on assignment to make them feel welcome. Now that assignment won't last for 20 years. It may last for an hour few minutes, whatever that looks like. So some, some assignments may be much shorter. Whether it's long or shorter or seems significant to you or not, your perception of an assignment should not change. You should go after each of them with equal passion. How far are you willing to go to stay in step with love? Going through all the work last summer that each of us went through to to go through and look at the calling, count the costs of it, ask questions, right? See as far as we could see in that moment, right? Everybody remembers Angie's story about the corn, right? When, when it first starts to grow, you can see a long ways. But after a certain time, it starts to grow up and your, your ability to see far is limited. And so we did that last summer. We, we took the, the time to lay out the steps, to lay out the actions that needed to be taken. But did we count the costs enough to really say, yes, I want to do this? Are we facing down the fears that are coming at us to be able to say yes and push through? Be honest with yourself. You don't have to say it out loud. If you're not, if you're not, you're not. But at least you're starting to be awakened to that, right? Because you know on the backside of awakening, what is there? Invitation. There's invitation to step into something greater, to step into something bigger. How far are you willing to go to stay in step with love?
That's the question I want you to, to take away from today. Calling doesn't have to be complicated, so let's not overcomplicate it. See what it is and count the cost. How far are you willing to go to stay in step with what God is asking you to do? Are you willing to give up your reputation? Possibly look ridiculous in front of your friends and peers? I mean, that's honest. How far are you willing to go to stay in step with what God's asking you to do, with the calling that he's brought you into? I know each and every one of you in here has a calling on your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for calling. I thank you for authority and dominion you've given us as a body. I thank you that you trust us to go out and advance the kingdom. I thank you that you're exposing fear today for what it really is. I thank you that you're allowing us to count the cost and answer the question, how far are we willing to go to stay in step with you? I thank you for the awakening that you're bringing to us today. I thank you for the invitation to take action, to do something about what it is that you're calling us into. I thank you that your love is so great that but regardless, we, we are still enveloped by it. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just continue to ignite passion in us to be those that will shift in the moment. In Jesus' name, amen.